All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com achieve today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. What a magnificent Monday afternoon. How are you? And welcome to the Jason Greger Show on Sports 1440. Orders Nation YouTube and Facebook. And uh, we are ready to rock for another week. It is a week with limited NHL games. Only six games in the uh, the next few days. Uh, one tonight, two, and then three, uh, or three and then two. And then, of course, the uh, All-Star festivities go on uh, Thursday and Friday and Saturday with the, uh, the draft, the uh, skills competition, which is a legit competition this year. The uh, 12 of the best players in the league are going to go at it. Uh, they get to pick... What is it? Uh, five of the uh, the eight, and uh, away they go. We know Leon Drysaddle's not doing the fastest skater, not doing the hardest shot. Connor McDavid's not doing the hardest shot, and he's not doing the one timer. So, we'll see what else he does. But it should be fun. Uh, that that to me, I think, I won't be surprised if it's the most watched skills competition in NHL history, because it's different than anything we've seen before. And it is some of the best going up against the best head-to-head. And you know what? It's great. I love it. I think it's uh, this is what you want. With uh, all those top players. Uh, you know, I saw some people, ah, JT Miller. Well, if I, wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't rule out any player uh, in, this, in this competition, man. Not at all. So um, I like that there's, uh, there's 12... And, you know, everybody goes into it, and then the, the top six will advance to the final. 
So should be good. Now, I, I would understand if Oiter fans are always picking McDavid and Drysdale, as you should. But honestly, I, I don't know if I see a clear-cut winner. I don't see a clear-cut favorite in this event at all. It's going to come down to to who shows up on the uh, competition day. It's great. The, the game itself, it is what it always is. It's supposed to be fun, lighthearted. I, I, I wouldn't lose sleep over the competition skill set of the uh, All-Star game itself, but the skills competition... Like the NBA, what the NHL is doing now is going to maybe do some things that can rival the NBA's skills competition. Just does. Now, and I think having the best players in it is a really smart first step for the NHL. That's now it's, I don't know. This is the first one. I'm guessing next year you might have not all of the top 12 guys in, right? The, the slam dunk competition never always had all the best guys. For it did early on, and then slowly it's eroded uh, away from it. And that's why I think the NHL could capitalize if they uh, indeed do so. Uh, the Edmonton Oilers are now second longest winning streak in franchise history at 16 games as uh, they took care of business against the Nashville Predators on Saturday afternoon. Really, uh, the game was, was never in doubt. Uh, they've outscored teams 61-24 during this stretch, their power play, 26.8%. Their penalty kill, 93.6%. Stuart Skinner, well, he can't lose. He's a, His individual record for longest winning streak by goalie is, a, is intact at 12 games. The Edmonton Orders as a team are now up to 14 games straight, allowing two or fewer goals. Like you look at Skinner just as, you know, since December 1st. It's two months. He's 15 and two. He has a goals against of 177 and a 936 save percentage. <laughs> Not bad. So, you know, a lot of people, oh, it's just a heater. No, because they've won 24 of their last 27 games. 24 of 27, man. It's, uh, it's crazy. And um, Skinner obviously has uh, two shutouts since December 1st, not one. But. You know, will they tie the record next Tuesday? We got eight days to to think about it. Although, let's be honest, I'm not going to spend too much time worrying about it. Well, next Monday will be a lot of fun on Tuesday leading up to it. But yeah, uh, they're going to they're gonna have a really good chance. There's, there's no question about it in my mind. You know, them in Vegas, uh, they, they have the exact same uh, schedule break. That's their first game back for both of them. We'll see. There'll be no Jack Eichel. That's what we know for sure. Uh, for Vegas, they've uh, Vegas is after a skid. They've kind of turned things around here a little bit. I think they've won six, five their last six or six their last seven. They got Aiden Hill back, so you got uh, Aiden Hill versus Stuart Skinner. You know, th- there's lots more conversation about uh, who would be the goalie for Canada. Uh, you know, next year at this time. Well, Stuart Skinner plays like this. He keeps he's putting himself in the conversation. There's no debate. There's Ingram, there's Hill, there's Skinner, Bennington maybe. But yeah, would Skinner be in the top three as, as a Canadian goalie? If he keeps now, I'm not saying he has to have like a one two nine goals against average or anything crazy, but he keeps playing as well as or close to what he's doing. He'll be in that conversation, no question. I think Zach Hyman. If you were picking a team for Canada right now, Zach Hyman would be on the team. How would he not be? Relentless worker, scores goals, knows how to play with your best player. That matters, right? People are all upset about Chris Kunitz, and uh, it was misguided anger 
And if you look at the uh, the numbers Kunitz put up, like the numbers Hyman's going to put up this year, Hyman going to be even better. He scores 50 goals, man. You could make a strong, strong argument that uh, he would be on that roster. Same with Sam Reinhardt. McDavid, McKinnon. It'd be fun. Oh, it, uh, it sounds like it's going to be four of the best on best. No Russia, no Czechia, no Slovakia, no Germany. But oh, Canada, U.S., Sweden, Finland. Could be a real fun tournament. So on the uh, program today, of course, we'll talk a little uh, NFL. Mike Kelly is going to join us. We are going to... Uh, Talk some first half numbers from uh, Sport Logic. Uh, Matt Zakaris will uh, break down the Vancouver Canucks. Uh, also, uh, Andy Petrillo, as always, will be by. Man, what a bombshell going off in uh, in soccer in uh, uh, in Canada right now, and uh, broadcasting, and people not paying bills, and everything like that. Uh, Speck and Woodley will be by in the five o'clock hour. Of course, uh, Terry Ryan. Will join us as he always does, three to five on uh, Mondays. Two minute warning with Camp Tate. Also, uh, Grant Fedork will talk uh, some injuries. There are some, you know, some injuries to, to look at for the to the Super Bowl. Like, how realistic is it for some of these guys to return? And if they do, can they even play? So uh, we'll talk about that. The challenges of like some injuries. Maybe you have a better chance to play through, especially depending on your sport. So we'll get to that with uh, Grant. As always, you can text us 833-401-1440, in our Ewell inbox. It is the uh, the Gregor Show presented by PlayAlberta.ca. Maybe uh, had you, you know what, had we started back on December 21st and just, you know, 10 bucks every, and just whatever you win, carry it over and you carry it over and you carry it over at the, uh, the 16 game heater for the orders, you'd be, you'd be doing pretty well at this point. Do well, I will tell you. So, there you go. It's uh, it's been a fun run. Uh, I'm sure there's somebody out there who uh, who tried to do it. So good on you. If you did, uh, the uh, NFL Super Bowl, the Kansas City Chiefs are back. There was a lot of people questioning them. Oh, t- Travis Kelsey. You know what he's done? He's in love. He can't play anymore. Eh, wrong. The Chiefs, they really miss their offensive coordinator. Eh, wrong. It's amazing what happens when the receivers stop dropping the ball on a consistent basis. Their defense probably doesn't get talked about how good it is. Their defense was excellent against the Ravens. The uh, San Francisco 49ers, and I know Connor Halley uh, will get his thoughts. That game definitely had a lot more drama, a lot more questioning uh, you know, the Detroit Lions have been an aggressive team. They go on it on, on fourth down, I think, more than any other team the last few years. That's Dan Campbell's MO. And if you believe in the adage, go with who got you to the dance, then they're going to stick with it. I understand it. But I do think at times, maybe, you're like, even if they just would have, you know, kicked the field goal in one of those two plays, who knows? Maybe a different game. You never know. Because. What happens there doesn't guarantee that then everything afterwards would play out the exact same way. You'll never know. But obviously there'll be lots of people questioning uh, what happened in Detroit. They had a good season. You know, I have a 24-7 lead at halftime. I remember watching, I I said to my son, I'm like, I wouldn't count out the 49ers just yet, man. Because the one thing the, uh, the Lions have been susceptible against all year long was big plays. Konza, what did you make of the NFC title game? 
Well, I mean, entertainment value alone, it was fantastic, Gregor. But I had said it since the Chargers fell to the Lions in a shootout game. I had questions about their defense, didn't think they were quite that Super Bowl contender, and the San Francisco 49ers, I mean, you got to give them credit, but the Lions, you know, Jameer Gibbs, costly fumble in the second half. The Brandon Ayuk touchdown, or not touchdown, but play that took them down to the five-yard line. We heard the, the clip in our intro. I mean, that's an interception. That. That is just ridiculous that that happens. So for the the Lions, I feel like kind of self-inflicted wounds. Yes, they, they probably could have kicked the field goal. Badgley has had some issues from that distance, uh, made it a little bit tougher for Dan Campbell to go for it. But live by the sword, die by the sword. That's what they do. And, you know, it's, it's going to be a fun Super Bowl. I, I was not one who counted out the Chiefs this year. I had said it when you have Reed and Mahomes, you got a pretty good combo. And the last few years, they've really built up that defense. Like you said, it is a strong suit for the Chiefs. I, I think they've got some injuries and they'll be out. One of their edge rushers going into the Super Bowl here will be done for the season. But we're going to get a fun game. And, you know, for the 49ers, there's some revenge. I know last year they believed had they had Brock Purdy, they would have been a Super Bowl contender. This year with Brock Purdy, they get there, and it's going to be a fun one. Just hope they can get healthy, you know? We want to see all these guys at 100%, so when they get out there, we can maximize that entertainment value, but it's going to be a lot of fun seeing that pass rush get after Mahomes. Can they keep him upright? Looking forward to this one. Tough one for the Lions, too, Gregor. Like, you look at this team, they, they for the most part, stayed relatively healthy all year. Mm-hmm. Like, they had a couple injuries, of course, and Sam Laporta had the injury at the end of the year, but still kind of went off yesterday. I don't know if it's as easy as saying they'll be back the next year and it, you know, uh, count them as a team for the future because they had a lot of things go right this year. Hey, you know, it's interesting you say that because, you know, there was lots of people in, who just think of your quarterback. who they, Hey, Phillip Rivers, he'll get there. His time will come. Yeah. His, his time never came, right? He was a competitive, he was a good player, a good teams, but they never got there. And I look at, like, Lamar Jackson, he's probably going to win his second MVP. He's really, really good. But right now... He's not Pat Mahomes. And, you know, it's like Josh Allen. Josh Allen's really good. He's not Pat Mahomes. And obviously it can't just be your quarterback. You need defense. You need lots of other things to win. But it is, there's no guarantee, man. Like Pat Mahomes is what, 28? Is he suddenly going away anywhere? Heck, if they win now and he's got three, all of a sudden he'll be like, hey, can I get the six? (laughs) Right? Like, honestly, so I know people wonder, well, what about Kelsey and everything? Like, if you're tra- Travis Kelsey, isn't that old? He's two years younger than his brother. He just retired, so maybe he's like year or two left now. It's a much, you know, it's a physical demanding position for sure. He's a big man. They slow down a little bit more, but people counted out. Oh, they lost Tyree Kill. They're never going to be the same. Uh huh. So I, you know, Andy Reid, Pat Mahomes. It's a pretty good combination. You know, the enemy, good, good for him, but they don't clearly miss him as much as some people wanted to claim during the season when the receivers couldn't catch the damn ball. Now the receivers <laughs> catch the ball, and it's a, it's a big difference. That had nothing to do with the enemy. There's a reason he's not a head coach, and I think that's because his importance to the Kansas City Chiefs was overrated. They have Mahomes, they have Reed, Travis Kelsey. Even though there was a lull in his season, he's still the greatest tight end, if not greatest top three for sure tight end of all time like they're always going to compete and you're right he could retire he'll be 35 by the time next season gets in does he need to though it looks like he could still play unless he wants to settle down and tour with taylor i don't think he needs to yeah it's uh it's gonna be fascinating we got a lot of text to get to 833-401-1440 
Hey, boys, how's the uh, Tyler Meyer five-minute major situation not getting more attention? The NHL is just making it up as it goes along from uh, Coach Mike. It's a, good, it's a fair question. Um, like, I, I didn't think it was sus- suspension. Where they, like, I don't have a major issue uh, with that play and, and the call for me. Um, but like, what, what did you want from it, I guess, would be my question. Hey, Gregor, what do you think of Oscar uh, Sundquist for the fourth line? Uh, right shot kills penalties. I imagine wouldn't cost much, and he's league minimum from uh, Bud. You know what? Hey, that's Bud. That's not a bad name, right? Like, we, it doesn't always have to be the big sexy names to, to go after, uh, especially when, you know, you're so tight to the cap like the Edmonton owners are. And you know what? Uh, he was on the Blues when they won, right? He's come back. What has he got? Six goals? Like, Limited minutes. Got close twenty points already. It's a pretty good season. Like he's on pace for thirty. I would, uh, I'd be all over it now if you're the Blues, because what's the return going to be, right? And if you're St. Louis right now, I think the wild card spot's wide open. The L.A. Kings are floundering, man. They're struggling. Nashville or, or is Nashville a lock to beat you out if you're the Blues? I don't think so. So now the Blues have, had said they wouldn't mind trading off some guys. Now I don't know if. If uh, his Sunquist is necessarily that guy's UFA makes a league minimum, like he would, uh, I like that name a lot because I don't think it's going to cost you very much. And you know he's one, which which never hurts, right? He's six foot three, two hundred ten pounds. But I'm all over it, man. I'm with you on that one. I would uh, I would take it for sure. Hey guys, uh. When the orders win the cup with Skinner, no questions on Team Canada. Walnuts in the park. <laughs> Jumping ahead of himself. All right. Hey, you're on a 16-game heater. You're allowed to uh, to dream about that. No problems at all. Hey, guys. Uh, Hyman, such a hardworking hound. Turnover machine. He can make Team Canada just on that. Never mind the goal scoring from Bones. Well, you are going to need the, the offensive numbers for sure. But when you look at the Canadian wingers right now, I think there's a very, very good chance for sure. Hey, Gregor, the telling stretch for the orders is in April. They play the Stars, Avs, Vegas, Arizona, Canucks. Eh, it's five games. By then, playoffs could be wrapped up. It might be seeding position. But I've got every team's, you know, the, the top team's final stretch of games. And, you know, if, if you look in April, there's like Edmonton plays Dallas and Colorado and Vegas and Vancouver. And, you know, then they play Colorado again, right? Vegas plays Vancouver twice. They play Edmonton. They play Colorado. Vancouver plays Vegas twice. They play Edmonton. Uh, they play Winnipeg. So they've all got, you know, tough games in April down the stretch. Right. So Colorado's playing, um, Vegas and, uh, Winnipeg and Dallas and Edmonton. All right. So they, uh, I don't, I don't see, uh, any reason why they're, you know, really any different. In my eyes, the orders have some tough games, but I always look at, does everybody else have the same? It's not like there's, you know, a major difference of anybody who has a, a really weaker schedule. You know, Winnipeg has Vancouver and Colorado and Dallas. So they only have three of them. So you could argue maybe they've got the, a little bit of the, uh, the easier one down the stretch. What is interesting to me is Vancouver, Vegas, Edmonton, Colorado, Winnipeg all play on the 18th. Dallas plays on the 17th. And uh, LA plays on the 18th. Seattle, if you think they're a playoff team, they might be in. They play on the 18th. 
the NHL wants to open up the playoffs on the 20th. Right? Like you used to finish on the, the Sunday, sometimes the Saturday, and then the playoffs would start Wednesday or Thursday. So you would have minimum two days between, sometimes three, sometimes four, depending. Well, they're going to want to play on Saturday. Edmonton being a Canadian team, they might have a quick game right away. And that is something I'll be watching for potential. And, you know, are you resting guys down the stretch that maybe you normally wouldn't? Right, if everything's locked up, Oilers last two games are Arizona, Colorado, back to back. Now, when you don't have a lot of extra cap space or no cap space, how can you carry extra bodies to really rest that many? Now, your goalie's obviously only going to play one of those two games. But what if you want to rest McDavid and Dry Settle? Now, you know, maybe you can find, but you can't just magically put someone on the on LTIR, right? So that'll be a challenge. We'll take a quick break. Uh, we'll return. Uh, Mike Kelly will join us. Uh, we'll talk a little numbers. The Edmonton Orders are on a, on a great winning streak, but it's sustainable. We'll tell you why next on The Gregor Show on Sports 1440. 2.25. King of Fort Nasty asks, uh, Gregor, who plays the most games in April? Well, the Orders play 10. Uh, Vancouver, Vegas, Colorado, Winnipeg play 8. Dallas actually only plays 7. In uh, April, but uh, then you look at the uh, at the month of March. Um, you know the orders. Hey, they, they, they've got uh, the most games in March and April. There's there's no debating that. So they'll. Uh, but it's funny. Connor McDavid feels uh, he plays better when he plays more often. So we'll find out. I guess they'll put that to the test. But actually, his career numbers back it up. Look at March. It's his best month, and that's where he's played the most games. So might not be a bad thing, especially when he's uh, playing fewer minutes a game. Because the orders are uh, winning so much, and uh, they doesn't have to be on the penalty kill. That's uh, that's the difference. Last year he played twenty two minutes a night, but he's playing a minute and some on the penalty kill. This year he's playing twenty one and a half, and really not on the penalty kill anymore. I think that's a little bit easier minutes for sure. So uh, we're going to talk a lot of hockey now as we get to our big guest of the day, brought to you by the Junior Prospects Hockey League. Academy-style approach for you, 14, you 15, and you 18 players with a focus on skill development and education. Learn more at JuniorProspectsHockeyLeague.com. As uh, we are joined from the NHL Network and Sports Logic, Mike Kelly joins us. Mike, how you doing? Hey, Jason, I'm doing great. How are you? Hey, I'm uh, I'm pretty good. Pretty good. Not as good as the orders who are uh, perfect in the month of January. Uh, perfect since uh, to December 21st, which is uh, quite the run. Obviously, the second longest in uh, in NHL history. And uh, you know, when a team goes through that, like it's their their goals against, they've reduced them significantly. Um, you know, they, they were giving up a lot of ch- chances early in the year and a lot of goals early in the year. But they like when you look at your numbers and you go through it, what has been the biggest area that you've seen improvement in? defensively for the orders i well i think you hit the nail on the head with defensively like they're scoring you know the scoring is is up a little bit but not a crazy amount defensively yeah it's almost two goals a game less um they've been really good in that area i i fall into the camp that you know i think you and i talked about this early in the season well they weren't good defensively i don't think anyone's going to make that argument but i I did feel like they kind of just made the bad mistake more and it ended yep. up in their net like yep. it seemed like almost always but overall it wasn't abysmal um and, and obviously the new coach comes in and and you know some tweaks get made and all of that but 
Um, it, it, everything about their defensive game is, is super solid, and they're getting unbelievable goaltending on top of it. So, like, right, you're, you're fourth in the league in expected goals against your top ten in goals against. This is including the, the bad October. Um, th- that's been a massive area. Uh, and, and, like, I, I wouldn't undersell the goaltending part of it because uh, Stuart Skinner, for as rough as things were in that first month, I mean, he, he deserves a lot of credit for being able to turn things around. I can't imagine a position more difficult to do that in in hockey than than goaltending. Yeah, it's hard to do. And his numbers have really, like, just if you just want to use his, you know, not even going deep on his numbers, you know, saves above expected anything else. His numbers for the last two two months have been, like, Vesna conversation-like. Yeah, absolutely. And that's that's the thing where I, th- I still think one of the more difficult things to do if you're not looking, you know, really at granular information and in, in evaluating the game is to try to separate goaltending impact from team defense and, and vice versa, right? Because a lot of times you might see, hey, this team gives up a lot of goals. Well, they must, you know, their goal must not be very good. And um, that can be true, but it can also be true that defensively the team is really poor and the goalie is actually all right um, or vice versa. So, this is like the perfect storm where, uh, and I, I think both help both sides as much as you can try to isolate each one to best understand it. Both sides are still very connected, and the Oilers, without question, have been better defensively. Skinner, without question, has been better in net, and the two kind of go hand in hand. Yeah, and you know it's interesting when you look at him and Thatcher Demko. So um, since November tenth, they've e- they've each started twenty six games. Skinner has a 926, Demko has a 910, uh, Skinner has a 202 goals against, and Demko's a 2.72, so 0.7 uh, goal per game lower. But uh, Demko in those 26 games has, has faced over 100 more shots, right? So that's an average of about four extra shots per game. Now, you know, some teams, you know, they waste shots. I like to call it the save percentage buffer shots, where they're from the outside mm-hmm. and 99% of the time they're never going in. Right. When, when you break down the numbers from that, if you look at an average, like, c- can you, can you really see like Edmonton or Vancouver has, has Edmonton been on par? Have they been better, you know, in the last two months since Knobloch came in as far as reducing high quality chances compared to like Winnipeg and Vancouver, the other top teams? I haven't looked at that direct comparison uh, recently enough to know that off the top of my head. Uh, other than, you know, there are things like their expected goals against in that time are down considerably from what it was, where that lines up with a team like uh, Vancouver. Like on the season, Edmonton is better. So that includes October. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think that would be a fair statement to make. Uh, and again, Vancouver is very good as well. Um, they're in the top 10 also in terms of of expected goals against, which is just the, the goal probability based on the shots that you're allowing. Both of these teams have been getting really great goaltending on top of that. With, with Demko, it's been all year, but, um, you know, with Skinner, obviously since they've been winning, but even a bit before that, he's been really good too. So um, I, I'd have to look into it a little deeper, but I, I think it's fair to say that uh, that both of these teams have, have done by and large a good job of insulating their goalies, but, they're getting, you know, even better goaltending on top of that also. 
Mike, uh, while the orders are rocketing up the standings, the LA Kings are crushing down the standings. Um, what, what have you seen? What's the main read? Like Cam Talbot's numbers obviously aren't, uh, like really he's a nine save percentage over his last 20 starts, nine, nine oh one, I think it is exactly. And, um, you know, the Kings, you know, you've heard the coach, heard Drew Doughty talking about, you know, like they're giving up too much, which is for the Kings, that's basically been their bread and butter for years. They've been a good defensive team. And uh, now, do the numbers match up? Like, have they been that drastically bad? Or are they like the Oilers early where they weren't, they were okay defensively, but then they would just give up the terrible uh, high quality chance? No, yeah, it's been worse. Um, I was looking at this not too long ago. I mean, LA, you're right. Like, they win with that structure. That's, that's, the, that's the MVP of their team, in my opinion, more than any single player. It's by committee. And when that slips, they, they're in trouble. And it has slipped in, in a big way. Like, the, this team, uh, before they kind of got – I'd say this, what, you know, 16 games is also um, the number here because that's when things really went into a tailspin for them. Like, before that, they were first in goals against, first in expected goals against, first in inner slot shots against, rush chances against. Like, a complete lockdown team you're not getting anything against. And Talbot was – by and large, fine. And his numbers are going to then look great, right? Even if he's just good, which is kind of all you would need a goalie there to be when they play that way. That has ballooned in the last 16 games. Um, they're now, they've gone from allowing the fewest rush chances against to the second most. Yeah, They're allowing more goals off the rush than anybody. Like that, that's been defensively an area of their game that has dropped off, I would say, more than anything else is what they're giving up um, in transition and quick strike offense into their zone. Um, you know, they're, they're turning pucks over a little bit more and that's leading to some of it, but it's not a huge thing. And then uh, again, like I, when, when Talbot was posting these crazy numbers and people are having him in Vesna conversations and everything, I would say, look, he's been good, but like, don't let the Grubauer effect come into play here, which is what I used from when he was in Colorado a couple of years ago and he was a Vesna finalist on the best defensive team in the league. You kind of see what happens when he goes somewhere else. Um, so, again, it's not to take away from what the, the player is doing, but assigning the success kind of where it should be assigned. The defensive game for, for L.A. is broken down. Yes, that is true. Um, and and I kind of – this is where we get away from the numbers. I kind of think it's a little like Edmonton, where when you get into such a rut and you know you're so much better, for me with Edmonton, by the end of it, it was just like, these guys need their confidence back. Mm-hmm. That was the biggest thing more than anything else. Like, forget the X's and O's. They need to feel good about themselves. And I kind of think that's where LA's at right now. Yeah, it's uh, it's totally fair. Like, they're, they're, they're kind of floundering. What about Vegas? What did you see for them? Like, was it just injuries to key players that was the reason why they had their little funk? I think that's the biggest thing. Um like Shea Theodore, I think we all know he's a world-class defenseman, but how much would a team miss somebody like him? Uh, that, that to me, is real. Um, Aiden Hill, who's been you know great all year, I mean, he came back and, and had a 40-save, unbelievable performance his first game back after missing a month. But he's put up crazy good numbers this year, and he's been really good for them. Jack Eichel goes down. You're talking about uh, a, lot of, a lot of key players. There's been other guys, too, but... That's a lot of key players. The, the funny thing to me, though, I, I read this the other day, is um, I think Vegas going into the All-Star game has kind of the same record they did last year. And we know what happened last year. So I, I'm impressed that they've been able to kind of sustain 
their record to, to what it is given uh, how many games now they've been missing key players. Um, they're still a very good team. And they're, they're, again, a team that when they play within a structure that Bruce Cassidy wants them to play within, to a degree, you can kind of interchange some guys if you have to because it'll insulate you a little bit. Mike Kelly joins us from uh, Sport Logic. Mike, uh, you look at Nathan McKinnon, Kucherov, they're having unreal years. And I think right now they'd be the, the front runners for the uh, heart. Uh, there's still a lot of time, so no one's going to completely count on Connor McDavid yet. But McDavid's defensive game, if you look at his overall numbers, what the line, like, they actually were, it probably could be scoring more based on the amount of chances. But when you dive into his defensive metrics, how much better are they than last year? I haven't done that comparison, um, but his defensive metrics this year uh, I have looked at, and they're good. It, it would actually be interesting to go and look at it um, compared to last year. Like There's, there's obviously the, the two ways that I look at this is what happens when he's on the ice and what is his individual impact to those kind of defensive-based um, metrics. Uh, in terms of blocking passes, having a good defensive stick, uh, he's 80-plus percentile among forwards this year. Uh, he's he's top five in the league getting the loose pucks. So that's just, you know, if a puck's up for grabs, are we going to be playing on defense or offense? We know how they, you know, he can skate. Of course he gets to a lot of them. Um, but even separating opponents with his, with his stick, 80th percentile. Um, you know, winning battles, he's been pretty good in that area as well. So I haven't done the comparison to last year. I'd be surprised if those numbers this year are as good as they were last year. Um, and I know that one of the things from talking to some people around the team uh, in the off season that McDavid was really focused on coming into this year was being better defensively. Yeah. And maybe that will come at the cost of a 160 point season or 50 or 40 or whatever it is. Um, I, I, I think it's a safe bet to say at this point in Connor McDavid's career, he only cares about one thing, and it's not an Art Ross trophy or a Hart trophy. Yeah, no, that's uh, that's totally valid. Uh, one last one. When you look at it, and I, you know, I'm sure you, just from a, from a team perspective, and here we are, the second half is is, is upon us. Uh, you look at the wild card race in in both the East and the West. Uh, really, the, the wild card race in the East is now maybe going to be the third place team in the uh, in the Metro between the Flyers and the Islanders and the Penguins and the Devils. Although the Red Wings aren't aren't safe by any stretch. Uh, in, in the wild card hunt. But when you look at those teams that are in the hunt, like Pittsburgh, the Islanders, when, when you dig into your numbers and then uh, L.A., St. Louis, Nashville, Seattle, is there any team that you say, hey, I'm really confident they're going to end up being a wild card team based on what I've seen so far this year? Every ounce of me wants to say Pittsburgh uh, in the East. Okay. And they've just... They'll disappoint you sometimes. So numbers and otherwise, I think that's Pittsburgh's spot to lose. I think there's one spot left in the East up for grabs at this point. Um, and I, I do think Pittsburgh should be the team to get that spot. Now, you look at them this season, they are 14th in goal differential, and they are fourth in expected goal differential. So there's a lot of reason, even if you go underneath that, to think that that's the team that should probably – dial things up the rest of the year. And as you play more games and the sample gets bigger, win more games, but God, they, they, they'll play some games and you're just like, what is going on out there? So uh, I'll still stick with that. I think there's one spot left in the East and I think Pittsburgh's got the best chance to get it. Um, and you know, the West, I kind of think there's one spot left too. Um, the, th- the top, you know, three in the Pacific, the LA Kings, they're going to get out of this. I'm confident they will. And they'll, they'll be a playoff team. 
That one I'm not sure about because St. Louis, Nashville, Seattle, Arizona, like I don't know how much farther you want to keep going down. Calgary, like Minnesota, I like, but man, are they banged up. Um, there's not one team that is just overly impressive to me that I think is, is yeah, they're a step above the rest. I guess it's a good thing in terms of the race, but um, I, I don't know. It could be any one of those teams. I'm taking the Blues, Mike. That's uh, I've been you like all- the Blues? I like the Blues. Um, they're, they're using Colton Pareko more. I'm a big believer in Pareko. He's a big man, yeah. can log a lot of ice time. And I, I think that's, you know, he's up a minute and a half more per game out of the new coach. And I think that makes a big difference for them on the back end. Well, the, and the power play has been humming lately. Yep. And uh, he's he's definitely seen his game turn around since the coaching change for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's like I, I have my doubts about Arizona. Calgary, yeah. I think they need to sell. And yeah. I think they will sell. And that takes them out of the mix. Yeah, and Nashville, you know, they got a couple guys that are difference makers there. It'll be a good one, but I think whoever it is probably gets in that second wild card spot. And I don't know, you're getting <laughs> you're getting a tough matchup in the first round. It doesn't really matter who it is at this point. Very true. Yeah, the first round in the West is going to be unreal. Mike, thanks for your those, time, Matt. Two, yeah, no problem. Those two three matchups in the West, whatever it is. Yeah. Uh, that's going to be worth the price of admission. Oh God, yeah, no, it's getting first place will be huge. I think you'll be. I'm not sure some teams will be resting guys if it means they can get first place because that'll be a, that'll be a big advantage, no yeah. question. Awesome, thanks, man. Appreciate it. All right, good catching up with you. You betcha. Yeah, think about it. Uh, that's Mike Kelly from uh, NHL Network and Sports Logic. So if you're Colorado, Dallas, or Winnipeg, you get first. You don't face any of the other two teams at least for one round. You're Vegas, Vancouver, Edmonton, same thing. And I know Vancouver's still 12 points ahead of the orders, but Edmonton has four games in hand. Now, they, they're not probably going to win all their games in hand, but you win three of them. Now you're six points back, right? Like, it's possible. Now, they only face each other once more, and it comes uh, later on in the season. I think it's in uh, in April. So, you know, by then it might not matter, but Vancouver and Vegas play. But Vancouver actually faces L.A. like four times, so... You know what? Uh, that might be a one-four matchup, playing a lot in the uh, second half. So um, we'll have a whole breakdown coming up later in the show and this week, uh, looking at the remaining schedules because I do think you know games played is one thing, back to back is another. Who you're playing though is definitely another major factor. So we'll look at all of that. Uh, we'll come back. Cam Tate, Grant Fedork, and more on the Gregor Show, presented by PlayAlberta.ca. Two forty-five. Welcome back, Jason Gregor. Connor Halley with you. Uh, we're going to reverse things up. We're going to get to uh, Grant Fedork, and then we'll get to the uh, two-minute warning with uh, Cam Tate in a second as we get to the uh, injury report brought to you by Leading Edge Physio. Guess what? They got a new location. Welcome to Leduc. If you've uh, never been to uh, L.A., it's a great place, and uh, now it's even better with Leading Edge Physio. Book your appointment today at leadingedgephysio.com as uh, Grant Fedork joins us once again. Grant, my man, how you doing? I'm doing well, Jason. Scared me when you came back from uh, break there. Woke me right up. Oh, yeah. Well, hey, that's good. we got to come in hot, <laughs> right? Uh, you got to come in hot. Yeah. Um, we, we have a lot of people, so I, I want to get it. I know there's like the mental thing and everybody, hey, they've won 16 in a row. They don't want to take a break and all that. And I, and I, and I understand it. From a physical yeah. standpoint, um, now the orders didn't have a very hectic uh, January at all, but I know that, you know, like rest and recovery is, is probably one of the more o- over or underrated things when it comes to athletes. So when you consider they played a game on Saturday, no, they're going to practice a bit, but they don't play a game until the following one. What are going to be the biggest benefits? Even if a guy isn't nursing a, you know, any sort of serious injury, what are the significant health benefits to this type of break? Uh, 
Well, there's no question about it. And tons of research is going into rest science, whether you want to call it that or not. And we're talking about technology too, things that we need to do to get athletes, you know, performing at an optimal, optimal level. And the average weekend warrior knows the importance of a break. We all do from, you know, uh, not just allowing our tissues to recover from actually preventing injury. So the biggest benefit I see from this break isn't necessarily just the recuperating from what they've been going through, but actually giving them an opportunity to get ready for what they're about to go through. You know, the rest of the season, this break is a, at a key time mentally and physically. So the benefits are both. You definitely your tissues have a chance to reco- recuperate. You have an opportunity to, to recover mentally uh, you know, rest alone, just even better sleep patterns, not being on the road. I can keep going and going the benefits of rest. We all know the sleep that you need. These guys, when they're on the road, sleeping in different beds. No, oh, we just lost Grant. Boom. Cut right off. Try to get him back. So the, uh, uh, you know, they're especially because of the, the upcoming, when they return, the orders play 37 games in the final 72 days of the season, 73 Right, that will be a, a challenge, no question. That's going to be a big challenge for them. So, um, I think you know. And, and when I get Grant back on, I how much can you bank? You know what I mean? Like I, I've heard you, you know, like you can't necessarily bank sleep per se, right? Okay, you know what? I know I'm going to have so let's let's get 14 hours for six days in a row, and then if I go eight, you know, I'll be okay. Um, or you can't catch up on sleep. So I wonder the rest though, does it give you like an extra two weeks maybe before you start to see wear and tear? So to me, that's a, an interesting one. Cause I know that Grant studies a lot of the science uh, of rest and recuperation and, and what it helps for Cause I know a lot, like when the players train in the off season, most players, they have their, they have a month where they train hard and then they have a week off. Or like these are, and that's why, and Grant's talked about it before in the show. There's a lot of young people, you know, like you're 16, 17, 18, 19, and it's like, I gotta work out. If I'm not working out, I'm falling behind. But that's actually detrimental if you don't have rest built in to your training cycles, like legit rest. So when the greatest athletes in the world are doing it, especially when they're older and their body's a little bit more physically mature. I, I think one thing that gets overlooked for young players and young athletes is the importance of rest. And, you know, that that challenge of, well, I got to do something if I'm not. Now, you can you can still do something. You know, you can go for a walk. You know, you could probably go to a yoga class. But there's there's still as long as it's like a maybe a, a low tempo one. Right. So I think um that to me is the, is the key. So we'll get to, to that. Also, we're going to talk about some NFL injuries. And you know what? Uh, you've seen the list come out today uh, of both the um, the uh, the Chiefs and the 49ers. And which injuries like will you be able to overcome in a two-week span? Like a pectoral strain. Now, it's funny. There's been differing reports uh, on the on the Chiefs' offensive uh, linemen. Right on uh, how serious his pec is. Like if it's torn compared to a strain, well, obviously we're talking a massive difference. Could you play with a torn pectoral muscle as an offensive lineman? Like I think a kicker. 
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with Code Program for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code Program. Good? Heck, maybe other guys, but an old lineman? God, it would seem. All right, so injuries for, for different times. We got Grant back. No, so maybe just get him on the phone then. That'll be fine. So uh, we'll see. Got a lot of text to get to, 833-401-1440. Hey, guys, Boston would likely give up Nugent a great pick for uh, our DeBrusque and Nugent. They need a, a center, and Nugent Hopkins has points. Ain't the best playoff player, so I'd look at it. What about Nugent for Gensel? Add Yanmark to make cap work from perplexed Oiler fan. It's interesting they say he's not good in the playoffs. What are you basing that on? Go look at his last two playoffs. Uh, like, uh, how much more production do you want? I don't, I don't get it. So, um, and I, I don't think they're, they're going to give DeBrusque and a high pick. Like Edmonton's trying to win. I don't see Edmonton. I look at them adding. I don't see them subtracting uh, a guy like Nugent Hopkins. I'd be floored if that happened. Floored. Uh, Grant Fedork is uh, back with us, and so Grant, so Grant, um, we we were talking about the, um, yeah. the the you know the rest and and everything like that factor, but um, if you look at 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 the uh, cumulative effect of having ten days off, and then the orders play thirty seven games in seventy three days. How long does this rest, like, how long does it carry over? Is there any benefit to that? No. Get him on the phone, guys, and we'll figure it out. It's very simple. So. 
We're going to start having some throwdowns in the studio here. Let's just go to the simple thing. It's very simple. Put them on the phone because we know that works. So there you go. The, uh, we do have lots of questions about the schedule here. I'll, I'll get you the orders because we've looked at the order schedule. We've talked about it ad nauseum, but there are some things to know. Vancouver, when they come out, they have a, a five game uh, road trip, but Vancouver in the month of March has one of the craziest homestands I've ever seen. They are home from March 9th, and then they don't go on the road until April 2nd. They play nine consecutive games at home, none of them back-to-back. They got two days off uh, between games on four different occasions. Like, the Canucks have had a, uh, you know, obviously they got, what, five games? The Orders have four games in hand on the Canucks right now. Uh, By the end of March, they'll come close, but... By March 12th, Vancouver will have played six more games in Edmonton. So Edmonton's going to have to play six more games in the Canucks between March 13th and April 18th. And that is, like Vancouver, by them gaining all their points early in the season, that really helps them. They've played a lot of games. they banked a lot of points. Like six games in a month, that's a massive difference. Right? Massive difference. So we'll, uh, we'll try to reconnect with Grant tomorrow, figure something out. But uh, in the meantime, let's get to uh, the uh, two-minute warning with uh, Cam Tate, brought to you by Legacy Heating and Cooling, home of the no payments, no interest for one full year on your furnace. Go to LegacyHeating.ca. Thanks there, Big J. Brian. Here, reading Cam's words. And before I get going with today's bingo jackpot extravaganza, I'd like to compliment you, Gregor, on your courage. No way in hell I'd let Cam Tate cut my hair. Tate's eight. Get ready there, Grandpa. Wheel, Tate's eight. Eight opinions, questions, navel-gazing. What the Sam hell were you thinking and maybe even a red skeleton laugh? Number eight. Who would you rather have a beer with? Kansas City Chief Coach Andy Reid or 49er Coach Kyle Shanahan? Tweet your answer to at Cam Tate. Number seven. We talk freely about learning to win, but we rarely see it. We did Sunday in the AFC Championship game. That's you, Baltimore Ravens. How you doing, Zay Flowers? The rookie receiver completed a nice 54-yard completion, but then was flagged as he should for taunting the Kansas City defender. Maybe you get away with that preseason. Regular season, hardly. Conference championship game? You kidding me? We won't talk about his fumble in the end zone. Number six, I love playing the roulette in Las Vegas. Oh, yes, I do. My favorite number, 17. So on February, number five, when the Edmonton Oilers play the Golden Knights in Las Vegas, I'm throwing everything I have on 17, and the currency I'll be using, Oilers Bucks, number five. I'll say it again. Paul Coffey, Coach of the Year nomination. Number four, isn't this Euler Wild 17-game heater extravaganza fun to watch? And it raises the question, is it as fun for the players as the fans? Number three, 16 games, fastest, 32 points I've ever seen. Number two, take a bow, Roan Woodward, for scoring your first ever overtime goal in the Edmonton Oil Kings. 5-4 win over the Brandon Wheat Kings Sunday. Number one, I'm going to miss coming on the air every Monday following Robin Brownlee. I'm missing your eagle eye. Your words such as pencil neck, mouth breather. More importantly, I'm missing your true friendship. Two-minute warning every Monday and Friday. Jason Greger Show, Sports 1440. We did uh, lay Robin to rest yesterday. Uh, It was a great ceremony. And uh, once again, thank you to everyone who uh, 
helped out with the uh, the GoFundMe uh, campaign. It was uh, very successful, and I know Anna Lynn and Sam and Michael are very appreciative of that. And, uh, you know, we'll think about Rubes every now and then. We had some uh, laughs, had some tears yesterday. I uh, heard some really good stories about uh, Rubes as a youngster. <laughs> so it was, uh, it was a very good day. Uh, coming up in the uh, 3 o'clock hour, Terry Ryan will join us. Uh, we will talk about those Canucks. And you know what? They got a lot of all-stars. They got a very good team. There's been the Jake Gensel rumors. There's also... Elias Lindholm, the Vancouver Canucks, if there's one area that they would like to improve, it's their second line. They've, they've got balance scoring. They've got their top guys really producing, right? No question about it. But they would like to improve their second line. So what happens if someone can negate their first line a little bit in the playoffs? So what we'll talk about the Canucks, the uh, the excellent start they've had. Of course, uh, they go into the All-Star break uh, in first place. And I can't remember, maybe in 2010 or 11, they might have been in first place at the All-Star break. Uh, I can't remember or not, but it's uh, it's been a really good season for the Canucks. You know, there, there are some who are concerned about, you know, how much they've been given up. Did you know, and uh, we talked about this earlier, Skinner, Demko, in their last 26 starts... And they're both, then they've started the exact, because people are like, wow, Skinner's getting overplayed. Keep in mind that Demko, in the exact same time period, has played as many games as uh, Skinner. Now, the Orders haven't played as many as Vancouver, so that's fair. But Demko's made 26 starts. Skinner's made 26 starts since November 10th. Skinner has a, a 926 save percentage and a 202 goals against average. Demko is 910 and 272. And even though they both started 26 games, and Skinner's never been pulled in any of those games, uh, the, the Canucks have played overtime a lot more. And uh, you see that uh, Demko has played like 40-some more minutes during those stretch of games. He's uh, he's faced 100 more shots than Skinner in the 26 starts. So there, there are some people concerned in Vancouver that are they giving up too much? So we'll talk to uh, Sakaris about that. Uh, Andy Petrillo will be by. Man, what is, there is lots of controversy, to quote uh, Jimmy Fallon. Lots of controversy in uh, Canadian soccer. We'll get to that. Speck will be by. Uh, Kevin Woodley talking uh, goaltending. What would it take for Stuart Skinner to uh, to get himself in the Vesna conversation? Is it another two months playing like this? It might have to be. Because it it's amazing when I show you the numbers of how just a few bad starts really skew Stuart Skinner's numbers. Significantly. It's crazy. So we'll get to all that after Connor Allen, a Sports 1440 update brought to you by BIE Engineering, specialized in all your residential, commercial, and industrial structural engineering needs. Go to BIEENG.com.